0: On this super special episode, Joe shares about his recent experience at the Cincinnati Coffee Festival, and Dylan weighs in on his personal Coffee Fest experiences. The Pour Over crew chit-chat about recent coffee pickups and preview what's new for Season 2 of the podcast. Here we go! Hey friends, and welcome
1: to the Pour Over podcast, hosted by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain TV show and chit-chat about the very thing that many of us depend on every morning coffee as part of our super special hiatus we are chatting about our experiences at various coffee festivals or conventions so
0: what's up man how's it going it's pretty good dude uh feels like it's been a long time since we had a conversation yeah for sure it's kind of hard with these hiatuses i feel like i'm kind of off my game
1: yeah, I know. Even, even just, we were talking before we started recording, like, having to set up the audio and all that stuff, it feels out of practice.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, I think the, the weekly episodes is, is better for being in the groove, I
0: guess. Right. And we were definitely <laughs> treated pretty well at the Mac Studio last time. Oh, yeah, for sure. When he set it all up for us, ooh, it's super like, woo- nice. Got yeah, self-monitoring, yeah, yeah. or whatever that was called.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, that was good. We'll have to do that again sometime. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just a FYI for the listeners, I am recovering from being sick, so my voice is a little congested, and I might just start coughing randomly while I'm talking. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, coffee and sicknesses don't usually go well. Yeah, actually, I didn't drink coffee today or the other day, I think, but um, yeah, but it's okay. I I, I brewed one yesterday just because, because I was like, oh, it's been too long. Even Mm. though I can't really taste
0: it, I still have to drink it. Does it make you feel worse, though? Mm,
1: Yesterday, it didn't. Uh,
0: Does it usually make you feel worse? Not necessarily, but I've just heard kind of bad things about coffee when you're sick like drinking coffee hmm. because it like dehydrates you and uh you know it kind of i don't know like messes with your system cuz it's you know it's caffeine. Hmm. I
1: I could see that. And then like if people drink it with like milk or something like dairy and when you're when you're sick is isn't, isn't a good thing either.
0: That's true. Well, I mean, we Asians so we can't really drink dairy anyways.
1: Ooh, that's true, that's true. Yeah, I'm actually not quite yet lactose intolerant, but I think I'm getting there, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, me too, me too. I just wanted to connect with our listeners.
1: Mm, Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, inclusive. Yeah. We feel you.
0: (laughs) Because I can eat, like, a whole pint of ice cream. It doesn't usually affect me, but for Mm. some people, that's like, like a death pill.
1: That's true, but they do it anyways.
0: Yeah, you just pop that lactate and you're good. Yeah, yeah. Do it for the ice cream. It's worth it. <laughs> so, how have your brews been this week?
1: Uh, Yeah, this week, I mean, like I said, I was six, so I didn't really brew too much. Um, But um, I think earlier this week, I actually made a batch of cold brew for Daniel, um, who we had on the podcast two episodes ago. Right. Um. So, yeah, I made a, a batch of the cold brew and delivered that to him, but I used my Filtron, so it's cool, um, it's, it's been a long time since I've used it, but, um, yeah, the beans I used were from this roaster called Island, E-I-L-A-N-D, mm-hmm. um, mm. and, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good, I think, uh, they're kind of like a fruity notes, uh, they're, they're a Kenyan bean, I'll
0: okay. try to look
1: them up and put them in the show notes, but, um, the I think the taste notes, there's like some fruity notes, but also it said like red wine finish, which is interesting. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean Daniel said he he liked it, so you know, thumbs up on that one.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of Kenyan beans, Kenyan coffee, um, Kenyan Ethiopian that that side of the world. Hmm. Yeah, what you've uh, what you been brewing this week? This week I've been brewing a bag of Tinker Coffee. That's the roaster, and they're out of Indianapolis. Uh, this particular bean is a Guatemalan bean that uh, is from the um, Huehuetenago region. So I don't know if you've had... Um, Guatemalan coffee from Huehuetenango before. Mm-hmm. Can't say that I have. Uh, how is it? It's pretty good. It's uh, it's actually very fruity. Um, it's uh, I guess you'd, I guess you could say it's a light to medium roast. It has mm. um, a lot of flavors of like grape and grapefruit, just kind of that kind of fruity but almost like you know like the skin of a grape is kind of like that that real vegetal kind of raw taste Mm. um it kind of has that a little bit and it definitely has the zippiness of like a grapefruit um and i'm tasting some vanilla too i'm getting that a lot of that from the like a lot of that which reminds me more of like the central american coffees like kind of more of that Nutty, earthy flavor from that vanilla. So, so far, so good. Hmm. Nice. You uh, you still brewing on the Kalita? Uh, I am. Yeah. So for for the last few brews, they've been on the Kalita. I haven't used my Aeropress in a while, but I feel like I should revisit it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I
1: think since last time we talked, um, I, I did a uh, French press. Um, oh. A couple of times, yeah, so since um i am currently on fall break, so I have a little bit of extra time on my hands in terms of not having to rush out the door in the morning,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: I thought that I would slow down and use the um the French press, so oh um yeah I, I can link uh, this video in the notes, but uh James Hoffman has kind of his um <clears throat> his suggestions on it, I guess, and like it. I think the way he tells you to brew it, I think it takes like nine to ten minutes. Mm. Something like that. It takes a pretty long time. Um, cause most other, like online, you just kind of look at a recipe. Most of them tell you to plunge around four minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and his is similar, but is saying at four minutes, you give it a stir, and then you, you let it sit for like five minutes. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Um, and then like all the grounds kind of float to the bottom during that time. Yeah. And then instead of plunging all the way, he just uh, he tells you to just put the plunger like the the screen, the filter, like right on the top so that you can just pour it out. And it's supposed to be super clean um, oh, wow. uh, on the couple uh, brews that I did. Uh, maybe it's just me, but th- there's still a little bit of silts in there. But um, he said you can achieve it where there's not any silt at all.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And, but, and yeah, what? no, it was
1: good. I feel like it, it gave it mm-hmm. a lot more body because um, you know immersion is just sitting in the water. So I I, I enjoyed it, but it just took a long time. Yeah, um, and I, I was I was worried of breaking my French press, kind of like how Daniel was saying in our our talk with him, how he's broken a lot of French presses.
0: <laughs> right, Now, they're really cheap at like IKEA and stuff. I think. I mean, sure. you don't really have to spend a whole lot on a French press because. It's literally just the strainer. I feel like it's like the, mm-hmm. the 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 container and then the strainer. Mm-hmm. So how much uh, does that recipe make?
1: Um. So for his, it it doesn't tell you specific um dosage. It's much oh. more so like this is the ratio I recommend, and then you make as much as you want.
0: Okay. Um, gotcha.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like. It's more like tips and general guidelines than a like hard, specific step-by-step recipe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I just use my... A little bit more than I usually do, I mean. Uh, but still, it's about, I don't know, a slightly larger than one regular size mug.
0: Okay. But yeah. um yeah, Man, but my my much. French
1: press is really big. So, I've thought about getting a smaller one in the past, but I just don't use it enough I think to merit that. Right. But yeah, I think the one I have is like like a 8 cup or something. I don't know. It's it's very big.
0: Okay. I feel like brewing with a smaller French press would not be worth it, especially with all the mm. trouble of cleaning a French press. It's like it's the true. the payoff isn't isn't great enough because I've seen like really tiny french presses and it's like kind of mm-hmm. cute but I'm like uh that's like making one cup of coffee and i i gotta like dig the grounds out i gotta wash mm-hmm. the little filter you know yeah i mean that's
1: that's why i don't really brew it in the first place so hmm Yeah, well what I generally do is like I try to dump as much of it in the trash as I can But then I run it in some water otherwise and I just like dump it on the grass outside
0: Okay, gotcha Um,
1: Yeah, I mean it's like organic, you know supposed to be good for the plants, I don't know (laughs) And it just makes the cleanup a lot easier, you know when you got like those little bits left and you're like I can't get it out Right, yeah But uh, you just use water, swish it out
0: Mm. Man, that's a good idea, I should do that because I got a lot of new plants in my apartment so I should Please. use it as kind of a, yeah, like a little uh, fertilizer. That's true. Did I tell you about those really nasty beans I bought from like TJ Max? Um, maybe. <laughs> uh, but now nah, you, you tell me again. So I bought like this huge bag of beans because I think when we were talking with Daniel, I was talking about like specialty coffee and how it can get kind of monotonous and lose mm. its value if you're brewing it every day. So I bought these uh, these beans from TJ Maxx, and they don't really have a roast <laughs> date, uh, so I assume they're like hella old, but uh, I have them in my freezer right now, and they're pretty bad. Like, <laughs> they taste horrible. They taste like soy sauce. Oh, ooh. Like, le- legit- legitimately tastes like burnt soy sauce. Oh, that's horrible.
1: I mean, you you did buy it from, like, a clothing store, so. I, I should have <laughs> known better. It's not
0: even, like, like a Walmart or something, but right? TJ Maxx. Well, it's like, sometimes TJ Maxx is, like, sneaky with, like, the good snacks. You know, like, they mm. have... I don't know if you've, like, explored TJ Maxx like I have, but... In some TJ Maxx's or, like, home goods, they have, mm. like, a snack section. And sometimes they have, like, some pretty good snacks, like Almond roca. Like, I mean, where okay. else you you get Almond roca? You know, like, Forever That's Shares. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like, the coffee game must be pretty comparable here. But <laughs> you go back there, and the coffee game is, like, all air balls. Because it's mm. this generic coffee that like says it's from Italy or whatever that's what this one's from and um it just like I think the roast is bad the roast is like past French like it's like Mm. super burnt and I guess that might be the profile that they're going for but it's uh it's not my cup of tea
1: yeah yeah I feel you (coughs) I probably mentioned it like way back. I have this really big bag that I bought at Costco. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also just tastes so bad. Like, I, I no matter what I do, you know, I put it using it a different brew method. You know, more forgiving, it just doesn't taste good. Yeah. Um. So it's just been taking space in my cupboard. Oh no. Um. I've thought about just using it as like decoration, you know, Uh, (laughs) like use the beans, like pour them out and like display them somehow. I feel like I would get more use out of them true, than actually drinking them.
0: How big is the bag?
1: (laughs) I think it's like a couple of pounds. I mean, it's Costco. So you gotta, you gotta imagine. Yeah, I think it's like at least a two pound bag. I I don't know. I thought it was like, oh, maybe it'll be fine. You know, it's like, just get a little bit cheaper. It won't taste as good, but... You know, mix it in with my expensive stuff. Ooh, no mixing. Uh, no mixing.
0: No mixing. Uh huh. Yeah, I think my bag is like twenty, twenty ounces. I think so, mm. pretty big, but not like two or three pounds. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's just there. I just kind of I put it in the under the cupboard on like the ground, and I just don't open it and I don't look at it. I pretend I never bought it. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So, um, our coffee topic slash entire episode is going to be dedicated to coffee festivals. And I'm not sure if any of our listeners have gone to a coffee festival before, but I think it really is a unique experience. Um, I think it would be pretty akin to and otaku going to an anime convention hmm. except uh it's it's all about drinking coffee, getting a bunch of free samples and getting super super high on coffee. <laughs> um so I I volunteered at this coffee festival, it's the Cincinnati Coffee Festival and uh I was a volunteer mainly because I wanted to get free admission and it was only the second annual festival to be held in Cincinnati and it was huge i think the turnout was like a lot greater than they expected um and uh overall i think i, I had a really good time i uh, volunteered for like the art gallery section so they had like this coffee art stuff and which was kind of cheesy but um <laughs> kind of interesting but it's like it putting coffee in your arts, like drawing coffee beans, people drinking coffee. Like to me, that's like very, just very cheesy. Like the, the kind of stuff you'd find at like Hobby Lobby or like, you know, like an outdated coffee, a cafe or like, mm-hmm. you know, an old diner. Um, you know, it's not really th- something that I would a- actually want to paint or to draw. Anyways, the coffee festival is pretty fun. Um, and you get a lot of free coffee Um, You get to talk to a lot of people if you, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, it's just dialoguing with people about coffee. There's a whole bunch of vendors there, and there are different demos you can go to. Um, So I would say this is a more kind of um, eventful coffee festival. Um, But I was wondering, from your perspective, Dil, and kind of your experiences of things like this, I mean, have you been to something like this? Was it um, like what you imagined it to be? You know, just what what has your overall experience with coffee festivals been?
1: Yeah, um, in Dallas, uh, past couple of years, we've had what is called the Dallas Coffee Day. I don't think I would label it as a festival because I feel like that gives off the vibe that is really big. Uh, I don't know. You said yours was pretty big, but... Um, cause the Dallas coffee day, uh, while they, uh, you know, maybe like a couple hundred people or something, but it's, they meet in this like art gallery slash church. So it's like not a big venue. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. So for mine, I guess, well, I was surprised cause you said yours is only, this is the only second time they've done it. I think they've only done the Dallas coffee day twice also. Okay. But, um, yeah, cause there, there wasn't a lot to do, I guess. I mean they like they have all the different local roasters and that's kinda like the main thing is like you can sample and talk to the actual roasters all from the Dallas area. And they do have like latte throw downs and like cupping and stuff like that. Um so there there are things but it's not as like jam packed as maybe I initially thought the first time I went. So I've been twice to that one. Um and so I realized second time is like, oh, yeah, you, you go with some friends. It's kind of chill and like it's like hanging out in a coffee shop, but with some extra stuff to do <laughs> versus like going to this like amusement park or something like that. Yeah. Maybe expectation. But, um, yeah, I mean, I liked it. That's the only kind of thing like that
0: th- <coughs> that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Did they have like they're selling coffee or was it just like a couple vendors or one vendor or was it you know like was it Mm kind of like um I was
1: yeah everyone was selling coffee um so there were probably like almost 10 I think roasters there yeah Uh, maybe like 8 to 10 or so um all from the area so they were selling I think most of them were selling, like, half bags or, like, kind of, like, sample things. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, you, you could buy it from them, uh, from each one, I'm pretty sure. And then, like, it, it's, it's cool because it's, like, since the local roasters, like, I think their businesses aren't super big. So, for a lot of them, it's actually, like, the owner was there. And you could oh, talk yeah. to them. Or, like, they'd be like, yeah, this is actually all of our employees. And it's, like, only four people. Mm. Um but, uh, and then there are a couple of bigger ones in the area that have multiple shops and stuff too, but it's, it's just cool because at least all of those are just from the Dallas area. So it, for me is able to taste and sample some places I've never been because it's a little bit further out, you know, um, right. or they just don't have a shop at all, mm. but yeah. So that's kind of the main, I think, benefit for me. Mm. Yeah, well, what do you feel like you uh you got out of going to the Cincinnati Coffee Festival?
0: Yeah, um, I I I like the demos actually. That was a fun part. Uh, just attending the latte art throwdown. They had a demo on like three different profiles of coffee. So they looked at mm. a um, Sumatra, a Colombian, and a um, Ethiopian. And the uh, the presenter just talked about the different flavor profiles of each bean, and I helped pass out the the cups of the coffee, and that was mm. that was good. Um, I think uh, I think uh, I think people appreciated it, but by this time in the festival, it was like around like three o'clock, so mm. like you don't really want any more (laughs) samples because you've been (laughs) drinking samples all day. Um, And yeah, really, if you go to a coffee festival, if it's like, you know, 10 bucks to get in, you probably shouldn't spend any money on like actual cups of coffee there. You're going to get enough coffee by just getting samples. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to get a bag, that's something else. But um, I definitely would not, you know, buy an espresso or latte or anything because you're going to get plenty of coffee intake just by trying different roasters and things like that. Mm. Um
1: so so at your festival you can actually like buy whole cups of coffee.
0: Uh yeah, they 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 had espresso machines, they had Ugh. uh like a, a whole crew of barista's there making coffee. So it was yeah, you could they basically brought you know, each vendor brought kind of their crew over to, to make to make coffee. Hmm, interesting.
1: Yeah, because at the Dallas Coffee Day, like, I think all the coffee in there is, like, quote-unquote free, oh. um, included in the price, but all of it's, like, small amounts. Okay. Um, because, cause like you said, I mean, if you're going to go sample a bunch of coffee, you probably don't want to drink one, like, whole cup from one place. Um so that's interesting to me that they would have that option even there, mm-hmm. and also I mean they charge money. I mean I guess that makes sense, but um, yeah, yeah. I think it just shows like the Dallas Coffee Day is just a smaller scale, maybe. Okay. But um, yeah, because I do they they have mm-hmm. a rotating espresso bar, so like the different roasters for like an hour or so will have like they'll be the one on the bar, and you can go and get an espresso drink from them. Oh um, instead of just getting Because uh, like at their booths that's generally just all like pour overs or like drip coffee um depending on on what they have, but that's usually what it is because they can't really bring their whole espresso set up but um that <laughs> it's it's really a multi purpose place but it's like it says art gallery slash church slash coffee shop okay, so they have espresso machines there
0: oh okay. um
1: so yeah, so they rotate every hour. Um but yeah, it's interesting that people would go like pay admission and then also go buy a cup of coffee while sampling cuz that's right. that's a lot.
0: Right. And they had food vendors there too. They had a bagel shop. They had mm. uh donuts. Um they had um like different pastry places. They had some gear too, but it wasn't very gear heavy. Um mm. And it was more just, you know, the, the coffee itself, which I think goes kind of, which I, I think kind of says that, maybe not says, that's not the best way to put it. I think the coffee festival is is, is, is fun for the people to come and try different coffees. But ultimately, I think it's for the vendors because mm-hmm. they get to showcase their roasting process. The beans they have on rotation, you know their whole philosophy. It's like it's almost more for the vendors to kind of get their name out. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that's that's kind of
1: the sense that I get from from the Dallas Coffee Day. Um, because I think the first year they had it, yeah, uh, I think that was basically it. Is it like all the tables and the booths, and then I think they had one latte throwdown. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. <clears throat> but then the second year, because they're trying to add to it, I think they had, like, a and a panel. Um, people kind of talked about, like, sourcing beans and, like, going to the farm and stuff oh, like that. Cool. Um, but, yeah, still, like, kind of at the core, the, the main reason people would want to go is because there's, like, so many roasters there. Mm-hmm. You can sample other stuff. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. For some reason this year, this would have been the third year that they had it, but they actually didn't make one this year for some reason. Oh. Um so I'm I'm curious sure. as to why. Like maybe like the vendors felt like it wasn't super beneficial for them or something. I'm I'm not really sure. They they didn't they didn't really give an explanation um on their on their page. They're just like, "Sorry, uh this year we're not going to have one." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but um yeah, so I, just, I don't know. Um, yeah, at least for the Dallas Coffee Day, I think it was for sure for the vendors. I mean, they're the people doing everything, basically. I mean, there's like one group organizing it, but the vendors, and the roasters themselves are really the people, they're showcasing their coffee, mm-hmm. they're doing the throwdowns, they're doing the panels. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of, it's all all them. Maybe it's too much work, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I guess you have to sell the space, maybe, like the vendors pay mm. to be there. Mm. I don't know. There's probably a lot of stuff going in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah,
1: something they did on the second year, which they said they did it because there are too many people, which kind of makes sense. But also, like, because you were saying, you know, once this time is for the afternoon, like, people can only drink so much coffee. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you just kind of. You, you, yeah, you just have a limit. Um, so it was interesting. Well, I, th- I guess it worked out for both ways. But the second year, they actually sold morning and afternoon tickets. So they oh. separated it. Because um, I think they realized the first year, like, people drank coffee for, like, a while. Mm-hmm. And then there's nothing else to do. And then they're just all, like, hyped up on caffeine. And <laughs> it's just, like, the event still has, like, so many more hours left. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was pretty interesting. And, then, yeah, I think we talked about it. On a previous episode, but like the most coffee we've ever had or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, mine was definitely at the first coffee day where I was just like, I was like free or like, yeah, free, quote unquote, free coffee, Mm -hmm. go to every vendor, go to them like multiple times, drink everything. And then I was like, yo, I'm feeling it. I
0: should stop. Yeah, I, I had uh vendors were just so generous I had one vendor. I was just having a rant. I was just having a conversation with him about, like, espresso. And it was it's kind of cool because you talk to these people who have, like, connections within the coffee industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, so, like, it's weird because Starbucks started doing this blonde espresso thing. And, like, they think they're all cool because they have, like, a light roast espresso. And this guy's like, yeah, I worked on that project at Starbucks. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, mm, yeah, I actually really like it. It's, like, real smooth <laughs> and... So then he, uh, he was like, oh, well, you know what? You never had a, I was like, I was like, I never really tried it before. He's like, you never had a light roast espresso. Oh, let me make you one right now. I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't. He's like, oh, here you go. And like, I just like <laughs> took it. I was like, oh God, hello darkness, my old friend. I just like yeah. drank it and I knew that wasn't a good idea. So yeah, like you just like, there is a saturation point for, uh, Oh, sorry. That was my computer. There's like a saturation point for coffee. You know, it's like alcohol. You know, you mm-hmm. just you can only take so much.
1: Yes. Although I'm sure people would argue with this on on the coffee and the alcohol point. But <laughs> um, so uh, how much how much coffee did you actually drink this weekend? Then.
0: You know, I actually don't think I drank that much. But um, you know how like with liquor, you shouldn't mix alcohol. I think that's what happened. Oh. Because I had like espresso. I had, I don't know, it could have added up to like be about two cups. But I really mm. don't think I had more than that. It mm. felt like I was like, felt like I drank like a whole gallon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the espressos add up, Th- those are concentrated. So yeah. I don't know. Hard to say.
0: How much would you say you had?
1: Oh, there. Uh, well, at least one or two. Like, well, I don't remember if they give you a whole shot of espresso or not. Mm. So, yeah, either maybe one, one shot of espresso, one and a half, and then all the samples added together of, like, drip coffee. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> at least a couple of cups. Um and, like, some, some people, because, yeah, like you are saying, they're just, like, really generous, like, mm-hmm. and they just pour a lot in their samples. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's nice. And then I, like, am drinking it, and I'm like, wait, I have to drink all of this <laughs> um, before I can go to the next one. So, uh, yeah. <coughs> but I, what I like um, at the Dallas Coffee Day I think they, they had, like, these designed mugs um, that come with your admission fee. Oh, nice. So each year is, like, a different person that drew the design. But you use that mug to go around and get samples and stuff. Oh, that's legit. Um, so I guess maybe save, save on cups or whatever, you know, uh, save on waste. But it's, it's cool. Um, <coughs>
0: that's uh, that's yeah, genius. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I drink a ton of coffee. So my second year, I try to pace myself a bit, and is is a little bit better.
0: Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, and I I don't I don't want to be the guy, but I think you you get kind of stingy, or not stingy, but you start thinking about your like your stomach space. You're like, is this mm. sample really worth drinking all the way? Isn't like really that good? Ooh, yeah. So like that's that's real. There's that's a couple real. cups I, I mean, just like. Tossed. I, I don't I don't love
1: every roaster
0: that's in Dallas. That's mm-hmm. for sure.
1: So. Yeah, sometimes maybe you just got to dump it in the trash. Um, which is which is a good but, point.
0: I, I think yeah. going to coffee festivals and coffee days, you actually start to acquire a preference for, like, the region of coffee you like, mm-hmm. the roast you mm-hmm. like, and the roasters you like.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, like, even just, I think... Um, Because usually I I say you know I I basically only buy Oak Cliff. Um, Sometimes I buy other ones, but I think a lot of times people, um, at least for me, you can just get like set on like that shop that you go to or like that roaster you just always buy from, and um, you just kind of get whatever they have. But then even geographic to your own city, like something like this can open, um, open your exposure in that sense. Like I went to this. this coffee shop up in Denton, which is up North pretty far. Um mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't really go up there that much, but because of the Dallas coffee day, I knew there was a shop up there and a roaster up there. Hmm. So whenever I did visit, I was able to go and like check them out. So it was, it was cool, you know, just be able to explore even your own city. But then, yeah, even beyond that, like wherever people source their beans and be able to see roasting differences and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah, so at this uh, coffee fest, uh did you drop any money on stuff or what?
0: Oh, I uh I dropped a uh, a couple hamiltons on some coffee. <laughs> I think I spent about um 30 bucks. Okay, not bad. Not too bad. That I mean, it comes out to be about uh let's see. Comes out to be about twenty, twenty ounces of coffee. It's just two bags. And I, I got a I got a little sample bag for free, actually. So mm. I, it was a good it was a good uh, good investment I think.
1: Yeah. I mean you have free emission too, so True. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Is is the emission like that expensive or, or are you just nah. like that
0: cheap? Nah, yeah, I'm just that <laughs> cheap. It's like fifteen bucks.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean that's that that's the bag of coffee, man. Yeah. I mean it's kind of between that cheap and expensive point because you could definitely drink fifteen dollars worth of coffee, but mm-hmm. do you want to? Um. And you don't get like a free cup. Um. Uh. So, and it, it's I don't know. This might kind of go off the record, but um, they were using like paper cups. So mm. like. You know, with all the people in attendance, we had, like, these trash cans full of these, like, little paper, paper sample cups. And what's so ironic is that the, um, I don't know if I should say this, but the coffee festival was sponsored by the Ohio River Foundation. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) So we're drinking all this coffee, which is water from the Ohio River, but we're going to pollute it with all these paper cups. Oh man, I mean well, hopefully,
1: hopefully they dispose of them responsibly. But yeah. that, that is ironic they produce so much waste. Right. <coughs> yeah. So where where most of the vendors like are they all from Cincinnati or how does that work? Um there
0: there were, there was one from Indianapolis, that's Tinker. And then there were some from Louisville. The second bag I bought was actually is actually from Louisville. It's a roaster called Sunerjos Coffee. Uh this was the Ethiopian um Halo Bariti. And then um we also have roasters from Dayton. We had roasters from I think Col- I don't think Columbus. I don't think we had any Columbus roasters. Mm-hmm. Um and we I think we might have had some roasters from Nashville too. But you know, mostly from that that kind of South West Ohio region plus Kentucky, a little bit of Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, so still
1: still pretty local.
0: Yeah. Nice. So would
1: would you uh go again next year? Oh definitely. Oh yeah. You you're volunteer or you're gonna act you're gonna pay the mission fee.
0: I'm gonna volunteer, and then next time I'll wear my pour over shirt with some pour over hey. stickers, yeah. and uh, you know, do a little do a little uh, marketing for our podcast.
1: Yes, it's good. I, mean, I don't know how many coffee podcasts are out there, so
0: there's probably a lot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's not. There's not any called the pour over though.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's, I was very surprised we're, we're the only one. It's a so. great name. Yeah, I don't know. Any other uh, thoughts on coffee festivals or your coffee festival experience this week?
0: Uh, Not for me. I think it'd be cool if we take it to the road and we do a pour-over coffee festival kind of visit sometime. And Ooh, yeah, yeah. That would know, be fun. And then
1: in, like, a super ideal world, we have, like, Fans or something, Ooh. and then we do a live show
0: at a coffee festival,
1: yeah, we could do like a demo,
0: like have a demo thing, like, oh, yeah, do a live show with an audience that that would be cool, yeah
1: dude, and then we have that live yeah studio audience in there, one day, one day
0: um yes sir,
1: yeah i actually I was listening to this podcast that is <coughs> one of the first podcasts I listened to, and they just hit their three hundredth episode. Oh wow. Um which is like a little over 5 years cuz they do it every week. Um and they said that they basically never met, or never missed a week.
0: Oh my god. Um,
1: like 5ish years. Um only like between the first and second episode cuz they weren't sure if the podcast was going to be a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but mm. yeah, but for them, you know, they they do live shows and uh, stuff and you know I'm like, "Oh wow, that's that's legit." Um You know One can dream.
0: Mm hmm We have to set goals, you know.
1: True that. Well, uh, that was an interesting convo on coffee festivals. You know, hopefully Dallas Coffee Day isn't gone forever and I can go again. And then uh, you can go to Cincinnati next year and maybe look up some other ones, too. But, um... Yeah, just kind of close out our episode. As always, we got our question. Uh, what's making you happy this week? So, yeah, Joe, what's making you happy?
0: Man, this week, uh, man, to be honest with you, this week has been really hard with work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a long week. You know, um, last week we had... Um. I think we had Monday off. I, that's so sad because um, I don't. You don't even remember, know. man. Next <laughs> week we have Thanksgiving, and that's making me happy because mm. I don't know if anyone knows this, but Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Ooh, yes, sir. Okay, it, why, why? Why is that? Give Give a little more insight on that. Well, I mean, let's let's be real. Christmas is a great holiday. I mean, you got you got food, you got presents. You got Jesus, mm. for those who don't celebrate Christmas. You got Kwanzaa. You got, mm. you know, just the holidays. That's a great time of year. Christmas music, all that. But there's only one holiday in the year that focuses primarily on food and family. And, you know, the other stuff <laughs> we'll ignore because, you know, Americans were bad. You know, we, we we chased Indians off their lands. But we'll focus yeah. on the food. Um, yeah and i think just that time and like all my fondest family memories were centered around that time um mm. my mom is very like hospitable so like we've always had friends and family over for thanksgiving and um yeah it's just a very like heartwarming and um you know just it's just, you know the the food warms your heart, and then the conversations like warm your soul. Mm-hmm. So like it's yeah. it's just a great combination. Yeah, <coughs> I cannot
1: dispute that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. So do you uh, you get the whole week
0: off next week? I actually only get Thursday and Friday off. Oh yeah! I mean, the kids are only in school for Monday and Tuesday, so I do get mm-hmm. like a quiet Wednesday to do work and stuff. Nice. Uh, so you know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not mad about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good.
1: Are you uh, are you a traditional Thanksgiving dinner kind of guy, or, or what? What do you like to eat?
0: I don't know if I could say I am. Uh, I think uh, just being. You know, Taiwanese, Chinese-American, like, hot pots were kind of the thing. Oh, yes. So, you know, we did that. But we also, I mean, my, my mom and my dad, they they try to be pretty American. So mm-hmm. we did do, like, traditional um, uh, Thanksgiving feasts. But, y- you know, <laughs> like, when we do potlucks and stuff, someone always be bringing, like, the Chinese food. So oh, yeah. <laughs> you have, like, the, the American food side and you have, like, the Chinese food side. Like, you have, like, the turkey, and then right next to the turkeys are, like, some, like, stir-fried noodles or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I remember one year eating my mashed potatoes with chopsticks, and I was hey. like, this is my, my culture is colliding right here. All right. right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's nah, good. Yeah, I, f- I feel like my family, we almost, we, like, buy the turkey stuff just because. Like, uh-huh. I feel like there's, like, this obligation because it's Thanksgiving right. to have that. But it's like, like on the side. It's like in the corner of the table, and then the Chinese food just like overwhelms. Um, so I don't even know why we get it. Um, not, <laughs> not to say I don't like it. I actually do. I, I really like stuffing. Yeah, I feel like my parents and some of my aunts and uncles aren't super into it. So I, I'm like, I, why, why, why you buy turkey and like mm. why, buy the whole cranberry sauce, all that stuff.
0: I feel but. like my parents could. Literally just buy the turkey bones, they'd rather have that so they can make like turkey <laughs> yeah. soup. Now that's a real yeah. Asian thing. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Oh man. Well what's making you happy this week, Dale?
1: Uh a couple of things. I mean, first one, since I'm sick, uh I I got two bags of Ricolas. These are making me real, real happy. Hey. Help me get through the day. You know, really just um, yeah, these these are a must. Um so that for sure. But uh another thing you know, it's got it has got to be food related. All all oh, we we just talked about food Please. too, but um got another That's food related thing. I uh yeah, I went to this bar- barbecue place called Hutchins um and uh, well, it's in McKinney, but North Dallas. Okay. And it's a all you can eat American barbecue. Oh snap. Yeah, it's the first one I ever been to. You know, you just, a lot of times they'll do like all you can eat sides or whatever, like rolls and right. stuff. But here is actually like the meat itself is all you can eat. Wow, so it was solid. You know, you <coughs>
0: throwing shade at
1: Babes right now? Ooh, not. Nah, I mean, Babes is great. Um, it's just it's different. I've just never had an all you can eat where like the meat is all you can eat. You mm. know, like Babes, uh, Spring Creek. You know, those are all good. I I, I like them. Um. But, yeah, it was something something else to be like, "Uh, can I just get more brisket? Uh, Can I get some more ribs? Mm. And they just bring it to you. I'm like, oh, yes. Mm -mm -mm. Um, (coughs) It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like the best, highest quality barbecue I ever had in my life. But it was like the best value, like hands down. Um, It was was pretty good. Okay. And then it was pretty cheap or relatively. Like to eat that much at some other place would have cost me like double probably.
0: Right. What's this place so, called again? It's called Hutchins. Hutchins. Um Yeah, yeah. All right. <coughs> okay, I got I got to ask you to rank some barbecue places in real quick cuz you, oh. you 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 mentioned some some pretty uh pretty pretty uh, reputable uh establishments. Sure. So sure. uh top barbecue places rank them mm. from best to worst. Deep Bellum, sure. uh, Not Deep Bellum, Bellum, Pecan Lodge, uh, Rudy's, uh, Mm. Spring Creek, and Hutchins. Rank those four. Oh, man. Um, Well, if those are the four.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just those four. We could go go on. Pecan Lodge. And then, I mean, you, you you didn't say it, but I got to throw it in there because it's just that good. Um, Cadillac, which ooh. I already talked about on the podcast, too. Um, is that the Tuesday-Thursday place? It's a Thursday-Friday lunch only. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so Pecan Lodge and that. Ooh, th- those two are good. Um, so, yeah, those. And then uh, Hutchins, I think I would place third. Oh, wow. Because it's great value. Um, yeah, I think that's that's... That's what I would say, um, and then probably Rudy's. Hmm. Although it's been it's been a while since I've been there, and then Spring Creek, I guess. Dang. No, no hate to Spring Creek, but you know, it's it's just not not the same,
0: right? It's not quality.
1: Yeah, and then like like ten levels down, uh, you got Dickies.
0: <laughs> dude, <laughs> you know, I think we like... got Dickies up in Ohio, man. Oh yeah, Dickies are everywhere, dude. <laughs> that's when you know I'm they're scared. not legit, though, <laughs> right? We got we got a place here called City Barbecue. I think you had it before when you were in Ohio. Hmm. Did you? Maybe not. Maybe. Um, But I've had City. Some of our friends might disagree, but I think it's as bad as Spring Creek. I mean, not bad. Oh, you say Spring Creek is bad. Shots fired. Okay, yo, the rolls are pretty good. I'll give them that. The rolls are good um and it just i I haven't been in spring
1: creek since college so i can't i can't really say
0: Mm. um it just depends on what With
1: like like this is where i used to eat when i was in college and now these are the new restaurants i eat now that i know about the world (laughs) um and and like money isn't the only thing i think about right it's like quantity
0: you're bougie now
1: uh maybe i mean we, we do have a podcast that just talks about coffee
0: Right and yes. uh, and
1: HBO, which is you know a little extra too.
0: That's kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, 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 but yeah. Food always making me happy. Um, and then yeah, recolas because man, coughing up a storm.
0: <laughs> you gotta take care of yourself, man. You gotta preserve that man, podcast tries. voice.
1: Hmm. In the notes, you, you got third wave
0: water, but I don't know what I'm supposed to say about that. Oh. <laughs> I guess I uh, just want to congratulate our winners who... <laughs> uh, actually, Caleb, major shout-outs to you, my friend. Um, you followed us on Twitter, and I think you tweeted us. And Major shout-outs to you, Joseph, as well. Uh, you guys are our two true winners because... Well, Joseph, you helped rate our podcast on Apple, Apple Podcasts, and we really appreciate yes. that. And our third winner, Daniel, you are just a, a winner because we appreciate you and we, we love that you helped us with the artwork and you were on our podcast uh, as a guest. So uh, three packets will be going out uh, to these guys and um yeah if you guys still want to follow us on twitter or um rate us on apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it um and if i got any packets left i will certainly send one out to you so i will get on that this week and send those packets out to our winners
1: very nice very nice
0: and uh, yeah, so hopefully, you listeners
1: enjoyed these last few special episodes. Um, but the hiatus, the special hiatus, is over, so we're getting back to it with Westworld season two. Yeah, yeah, um, so look out in your podcast feeds in about two weeks. Uh, should be December 3rd, is that Monday? Um, should have that first episode talking about season two of Westworld, yeah. Um, so you got some time. You know, watch that first episode, watch it again, get your thoughts, and then you can listen along and see what we're talking about. And, uh, yeah, in the future, too, we're hoping to have more guests so we can talk about coffee, Westworld, and wherever else the conversation goes. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for pouring it over
0: with me, Joe. Thanks, everyone, sure. for tuning in. This was the Pour Over Podcast. You can email us at pourovershow at gmail.com and tweet us at pourover underscore show our artwork is by daniel lu find him on instagram at here comes daniel music is by joshua Yin. you can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kid majestic one word thanks for joining us and take care yay yay we did it